You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil right? Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are talking about Book 6, Chapter 7, Homeward Bound. An incredibly short chapter. Yes, which is why we thought we should get it out pretty quick. Uh, I'm Caitlin and we had snow for 24 hours and now it is gone and it is officially springtime here apparently. Our grass is green, our trees are blooming. I don't know what happened to winter. It's just gone. Uh, I'm Rachel, and we still have lots of snow outside, but it was wild. Uh, I got exactly zero snow yesterday. Well, people who live like an hour away from me got up to two feet. Unbelievable. Hmm. Um, I'm Emmy, and I'm one of those people that got a lot of snow. Not quite two feet, but the plows, when they pushed, when they pushed the snow over, knocked over a couple stop signs. So that's been fun. Lake effect is wild, y'all. <laughs> It really is. Uh, so in this super short chapter, uh, I want to start with after all of our parting last time around, we're pretty much down to the the core that started this whole shindig. So Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pippin, and of course Gandalf. Uh, and in this chapter, we stop in uh, briefly in Bree. So we have a return of our good friend Barleyman Butterbur. <laughs> it's been a long time since we had to try and say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we got to mention Nob and Bob, Bob, who's only referenced Nob, who actually shows up, but also great names. Good great old names. Brie. Uh, back, you know, when these were the things that we did. Our friends at the Prancing Pony. Yeah, I have this vague memory of us, like, really taking some shit out of Nob and Bob for their goddamn names. But They're I don't remember names. why or what what exactly... I don't remember what we said. I don't know why we decided to be so mean to them, but I'm pretty sure we were. <laughs> well, we feel bad we about also- that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and slightly. I think we also were like, we never had any idea of which was which. Oh, and maybe we, that's and we basically was, yes. were like, maybe they're just the same person. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have some more people who are not present, but are important to remember. They were basically the assholes of Brie who like, let evil people in and made terrible things happen. Uh, and that was Bill Fernie, uh, of whom they, you know, bought slash stole a horse, pony. <laughs> Bill the pony. And then named it after him. And then named it after him. Uh, and also Harry Goatleaf. He was, once upon a time, the gatekeeper who led our party into the town of Bree. Part of the Goatleaf clan, family, branch. I don't know what they have in Bree. Humans are weird. I was Emmy's very really proud, proud of his name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. 
Yeah, I think we found Emmy's favorite character. No, <laughs> Harry he's Goatleaf. terrible. But I was like, it's Harry Goat something. And you guys were like, what? And I was like, no, it <laughs> is. And then the internet vindicated me. Validated both of those things. I've had a lot. So what day. we're saying here is Emmy won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Emmy, Emmy um, won some hairy goats. Oh, yeah. God. Goats are so cute, though. I'll take them. They are pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, but our most important character is an extremely triumphant return of someone who's been missing for a long time, but is arguably the most important character in this entire series. Maybe all of Tolkien verse. <laughs> it's Bill the Pony. <laughs> Woo! For a second, I thought you were going to change it up and just be like Tom Bombadil. <laughs> well, I would argue that maybe Tom Bombadil has a cameo in this chapter, but we'll get there. We will. Creepy things dun, dun, in the woods. Dun. Hello, Dark Lord number three. Oh, that didn't even occur to me, but you're totally right. I know I'm right. His <laughs> fingerprints are everywhere. <laughs> Tom Bombadil has no fingerprints. He sawed them off so that he could... Uh, sawed them? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seared them? <laughs> Sawed them, oh my God. Sanded was what I was going for. Ooh, I was thinking like men in black seared them off. Sanded them off makes way more sense. Sawed them off is, woo. The good news is we all need new nightmare material sometimes. And God. now, thanks to Rachel, we have it. I'm sorry. We're breathing deeply now. Alrighty, so the chapter starts off with the party uh, making their way home. We we didn't do the short summary yet. (laughs) Right, Uh, I forgot because we've just been being fools. uh, (laughs) That our group of, you know, what do you call a group that's no longer heroes? Our post-heroic group uh, arrives at Bree. They almost make it to the Shire. Um, but, you know, they spend a day or two at the Prancing Pony and then Gandalf fucks off. So you took such liberty with what I wrote. I thought you were going to cut out that Gandalf had to fuck off. So no, I'm thank so you mad for including about that. It. I'm so mad. Yeah. I guess that's the second thing I'm mad about. The first thing we'll talk about also related uh, I to think, Gandalf. I think at this point we should call them Team Denouement. <laughs> okay, but I can't say that word. <laughs> I just don't think my mouth will do it. Elvish, that's fine. This weird French thing? Probably not. To be fair, we have many hours of a podcast showing that Elvish, not fine. <laughs> See also the last episode. <laughs> Did we speak Elvish last? Oh, Kelly. yeah. Right. Yeah. Emmy, Emmy will never figure out this hard C's. Well, it's a soft C forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, Celeborn is what you put to add flavor to your chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Can you tell we're tired? Okay. I'm having a great time. had to add some colorful humor because this is going to otherwise be such a (laughs) This is going to be really short. This in the book, or at least in my uh, book, which is not mass market paperback, but slightly larger, it was only six pages. And one of those pages was a half page because it's the chapter page. So, yeah, really short. All right. So the party making their way home. They do. And they cross at the fords of the Brunin. On October 6th. On October 6th, the anniversary of Frodo being stabbed with the knife from the Witch King. And he Uh, is obviously not doing so well. It still hurts him on this, the anniversary day. They seem to take like an entire 
break at the ford just so that frodo can stare off into the distance and you know grapple with his ptsd which was very nice of them i thought i don't know if i'd want to hang out at the ford personally but there are worse things i'm i'm impressed with frodo for you know getting across because he was not doing well the last time he crossed there no he was not um i like that along with this he he's just straight up i am wounded with knife sting and tooth and a long burden burden yeah and a long burden and you're like oh yeah man that's like you've, you've gotten a lot he's almost got bingo <laughs> see my problem is whenever somebody says like when when so i was listening to my audiobook and when he said i am wounded my knife my knife my mind <laughs> immediately went i am wounded with many wounds because <laughs> <laughs> tolkien's uh ruined us yeah and there was even a phrase last chapter, I forget what it was, where like that was immediately where my mind went to. And yeah, that's that's what I think of that. Well, I think that is the point. Uh, Frodo has been wounded with many wounds. And he, you know, he, he's like, where shall I find rest? And Gandalf doesn't answer because the answer is, in fact, not in Middle Earth. That's right. Gandalf's going to murder Frodo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really like Frodo's line where he says, there is no real going back because everybody's so excited to go to the Shire and to see home again. And Frodo's like, home is not there. We left home. We can never go back. And I was like, wow, Frodo, that's dark. But also, you know, it's true. They've, they're deeply, deeply changed as we discover as we move through this chapter. I think it's so odd that only Frodo feels this way. Like, well, I think perhaps part of the other three, not. I don't know that they don't, right? We're going to come to the part where they realize that all the stuff they consider to be normal is incredibly weird for Bree and the Shire. But I think Frodo has sloughed off more of his burden than anybody else has. Hmm. He's like lost a much more tangible weight. No, I get that, I guess. I just like Pippin and Mary have been through some shit too. Yeah. like, And I get that they're they're going to be, you know, changed and people are going to notice it when they get home. But I don't know. It just seems weird to me that all four of them aren't like, man, home is going to be so different after all this. Well, they don't have to walk past, you know, the place where they were stabbed by the Witch King of Angmar either. So that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they even necessarily talk about it because Frodo just, you know, does this thing where he talks with Gandalf and maybe they're all just suffering in silence. Hmm. I was going to say, I don't know if Pippin's done anything in silence in his entire life. Oh, poor Pip. Oh, Pippin. Um, I was almost thinking, actually, the, the one who could probably understand Frodo the most would, of course, be Merry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, you know, essentially got the same recoil. He got witch-kinged. Yeah, he got witch-kinged. <laughs> <laughs> Officially a verb. But we don't actually care about Merry, so we'll never find out. But they do cross the ford and they arrive at Bree, which is locked. Very I mean, locked. they do walk by Weathertop also, but Frodo just begs them to go to go on quickly. And then they get to Bree. Sorry, I thought I said that part. You said cross the ford. I meant earlier. Doesn't oh, matter. Maybe. It's okay. Doesn't anyway. <laughs> Moving on. It's locked. It's very locked. They knock on the door for like a considerable amount of time and no one opens the gate. Oh my God. Just not very they welcoming. They barred the gate better than they had in Helm's Deep. They really did. <laughs> um, after they had called many, many times, the gatekeeper shows up and he's holding a cudgel, which is also different because 
you know, they didn't used to have so much fear and suspicion in Bree before. And then, uh, I guess this is the first moment where we have, like, the gatekeeper stares at these hobbits who are in armor <laughs> and wielding swords and is like, uh, what? And then he finally recognizes them and gets really excited. Yeah, he's cool once he realizes they're hobbits and they're with Gandalf. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, come in. Yep. Old Barley over at the Pony will be so excited to see his friends. I'm like, literally, these people were there for, like, one day, right? How do they... Well, it's Lord of the Rings time, so it might have been, like, five days. That's... Okay. Very true. <laughs> but, like, you know, one day worth of story. That's very true. Um, then Gandalf is like, ha, 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 we're so happy to be here. Where's Harry? And the gatekeeper gets, like, really angry, and he's like, he's gone. And you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> something weird is happening here. First, this gatekeeper shows up with a weapon and then harry the gatekeeper has been fired and then we make it to brie or and then we make it to the prancing pony uh first they have to walk by uh, yes bill fernie's house and uh have the best line in the whole book oh god <laughs> is it uh do you think you killed him with that apple sam <laughs> i'd forgotten all about that 100 i was of listening this to this while i was walking home from work and I definitely laughed out loud. <laughs> uh, also, Sam, you know, conveniently remembers Build a Pony to remind us that they left Build a Pony and there were, you know, wolves howling and stuff and they have no idea if Build a Pony is alive. I'm sure this definitely means nothing. Not that I spoiled it earlier. Yeah, Build a Pony definitely got eaten by wolves. We yep. have a very sad Now he's a were pony. Were pony. Nobody was here when. <laughs> Emmy and I were discussing were penguins earlier, but I found a book about were penguins. Relevant to our conversation tonight. By nobody was here, I mean we weren't recording. (laughs) You were just both independently thinking were penguins at each other. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, then they're at the prancing pony, and I think Knob answers the door, which is also was it locked? Yes. They have to ring the bell. Yes, they had to ring the bell, which uh, may or may not have been different. I don't remember Fellowship like at all at this point. I feel like they just walked in, but who knows? Yeah. And then he shouts, Mr. Butterbur, Master, they've come back. And then Butterbur <laughs> shouts back, oh, have they? I'll learn them. And he comes rushing around the corner with a club in his hand. And he's like, oh, it's you guys. Uh, never mind. Friends. <laughs> And Nob, maybe uh, be better with your uh, theys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dangling modifiers. But um, we get Emmy's a lot. Emmy's worst enemy. <laughs> My worst, worst enemy. We get a lot out of Barleyman Butterbur. Butterbur. Always more than you want from Butterbur. <laughs> we do find out his beer is still good. His beer is still good. There's no one in the tavern slash inn. He's like, you guys can have the same rooms you had last time because really no one's here. And they're like, that's weird. And they walk in and it says there's like two or three voices in the tavern. It's because um, Aragorn's no longer showing up for people to stare at in his all in all of his beauty. That's probably true. All of his the rangers shanks. have left, we learned. Yeah. Which I guess we knew that already or we assumed that. But I mean, yeah, we were told they came marching yep. down with a banner to dramatically open up in the darkness so you couldn't see it (laughs) so the rangers and the dark banner in the darkness uh obviously left and then there have been a wide variety of villains wreaking havoc upon brie i wonder what type of villain you have to be to be like oh look at this two street town (laughs) you know i mean let's tear it apart so um i guess what it comes down to um, is that Bill Fernie and Harry Goatleaf 
let the strangers into town, sided with them, left with them, hopefully are dead by now. But I think five people died in the attacks on Bree. Yeah, three humans and two hobbits or three hobbits and two humans. It says that he like differentiates yeah. between the two, but doesn't necessarily say what number goes with what. Uh, it was the I first was, was three. It was people. three humans and two. Just from the order. That's what I assumed too. What was from the order and from the names? Because they. Oh, the Underhills. You're right. Yeah. Willie Banks and the Underhills are the hobbits who died. So that. But it doesn't uh, really say what happened. It just says some people came in and some people died. Uh, yeah. Does they, it? They calls them robbers. Oh, so they were stealing stuff? Yep, that was my assumption. Um, and Pippin was like, that's so weird. No one troubled us on our way into town. And Barleyman's like, <laughs> yeah, you're wearing armor and also carrying swords? <laughs> like, you look like way too much effort to, you know, jump you. And that's when all of the hobbits are like, wow, that's right. You know, we are wearing armor and carrying <laughs> swords. Because we're super cool now. I guess these helmets and the sigils on our shields are probably intimidating to people who only live in the Shire and in this two-street town of Bree. I guess they're so used to being called halflings and little folks and being told that they're too small to go to war. And now they get back and everyone's like, oh shit, they've been to war. (laughs) (laughs) These people have seen things. Yeah, also, I can't believe I forgot to lead with this. Barleyman comes and shares what the last of the the weed to smoke there's nothing out of south farling is really our first hint that something might be wrong in the shire um because he only has south lynch south lynch leaf i wanted to ask um barlaman does mention his beer being so good which we briefly mentioned Mm -hmm. but he says it's because gandalf said like a good word over it or something does this mean that like a god blessed his beer Yes. I mean, Gandalf yeah. Like a demigod. A godling. <laughs> I mean, yes. And Gandalf would. That is how <laughs> Gandalf say, would choose to use That's his powers. number one thing he would do. Yep. Okay. That's all. I just wanted to talk about that. You're right. Because oh my God, it's God blessed it's great. beer. <laughs> this random inn in the middle of fucking nowhere. A God blessed the beer. <laughs> that is fabulous. Sorry to cut you off. You were on a roll. That's okay. I'm going to find my roll again. Okay, yeah, no, Gandalf showed up and was like, if you have any pipe weed to share, and Barleyman's like, man, I really don't. Nobody has any pipe weed. Um, here's the stuff we grow in Bree. That's all we have left. Um, and they share the last of it and then start getting down to all of the business, which they tell the story in a way that <laughs> I don't think he fully grasps what happened. Uh, because he's like, this is Mr. Baggins or Mr. Underhill. I'm not entirely sure. Um <laughs> And they keep being like, I, well, you know what? Bree doesn't want anything to do with the outside world. We arrive at a little bit of, I don't know what to call it. It's not really xenophobia, though I guess it sort of is. But they have been attacked, and now they're very fearful of outsiders. The only reason why they greeted our party with any excitement at all is because they already knew them and Gandalf. Um, and Butterbeer talks about the people who died and what happened. And then we get to the part where I want to hit Gandalf really hard right in the face because he says, oh, you guys didn't have it very bad. If you had had it really bad, you would know. It's like five people died in this town where only like seven people live. How do you do that? Yeah, that's pretty shitty. That was so mean and tactless. 
Um, but Gandalf's like, cheer up. The Rangers are coming back. The king might show up for a visit. And uh, Barleyman's like, no, he shouldn't do that. We don't We don't want him here. We don't want anybody here. He'll, he'll bring a crowd. Such townies. <laughs> Very seriously. And then I believe this is when uh, the hobbits sort of have a go at our favorite barman and eventually reveal that the king is, in fact, you know, his favorite gorgeous patron, Strider. Before we get too far away from it, I did want to say, um, when he's describing all the, the robbers and stuff that have been around, um, Barlaman says, or whatever, whatever his name is, um, for there's been worse than robbers about. Wolves were howling round the fences last winter, and there's dark shapes in the woods, dreadful things that it makes the blood run cold to think of. Bill the Pony. It's been very disturbing, if you understand me. And that, my friends, is Tom Bombadil rising to his dark throne. <laughs> I just He's coming. I really think Bill the Pony led the wolves and then, you know, they're all frolicking together in the forest. And Bill the Pony will have an army. The wolf pack adopted Bill. Yes. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. And that's how Instead he safely got him. all the way back to Bree. I like that. They've all became friends. I was thinking more of like the wolves were his indentured servants, but sure. His minions. <laughs> Build the build the pony, King of the Wolves. <laughs> yep, it seems to fit in well with everything else that's happened. I will say I do like um, Gandalf saying that eventually the king is going to come back and people are going to move back into all the places around here. And Barlaman's just naming all these random places, being like, "Not up there." Gandalf's like, "Yes." And he's like, "But even over there, yes." <laughs> people people will move back here. Um. Where was I? Oh, Strider. Oh, yeah. yeah. Part of them say, like, giving Butterbur a bad, a good, a bad time, a good, well, giving him a time about all this, is them saying, like, but the king's always said such good things about your beer. <laughs> and Barlaman's like, His God-blessed beer. Does he now? Question mark. Um, I guess it is important to note that I think Butterbur was in the room when Aragorn and the hobbits read the letter from Gandalf, and it, like, had at least some hints to the fact that Aragorn was king. Yeah. So him like still not putting this together, I think it's kind of fair that they give him give him some heck about it. Yeah. He also, you know, deserves it cuz they also later, you know, as soon as he's like, "Oh, I forgot something." They're immediately like, "Is it another letter from Gandalf?" <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, no, this is the best part um of the chapter because after they tell Butterbur that they're going to, you know, spend the night and Butterbur's going to sleep a lot easier knowing that Gandalf the Grey slash White slash a god is sleeping and they're all safe. Um, is that Butterbur's like, by the way, that horse you stole is back. And we get Bill the Pony. <laughs> Lean as a clothes yeah, rail. That was sad. He's bigger. He's better. <laughs> Shaggy is an he's old dog. Sad. What? That's not how horses work. Yeah, he's shaggy like his wolves. <laughs> hey. Ooh. I do like Sam's, uh, what? My bill? Well, I was born lucky, whatever my gaffer may say. There's another wish come true. Where is he? And Sam would not go to bed until he had visited Bill in his stable. Because Sam is the original horse girl, apparently. Mm. Sam and Aragorn. It's so good, Horse though. girls forever. <laughs> um, so everybody has a good night's sleep in Bree. And then uh, the following day, they spend the 
entire day in The Prancing Pony, if I'm remembering correctly. And they even hang out in the common room and tell stories about, you know, all of the uncanny events that have occurred in the past year. If you can believe it's been a year only. Someone uh, someone asks for a song and everyone yeah. else looks at them like, do you remember what happened last time? <laughs> yeah, we don't want these people to sing. Absolutely not. Um, so this is the most crowded the Prancing Pony has been in a long, long time, presumably, because, you know, nobody's gathering around for drink. It really sounds like everybody goes home the moment night falls and then doesn't come out again until morning. Uh, but finally, they leave and they're heading towards the Shire with Bill the Pony. Never leaving him behind again. But they immediately make him carry more stuff. I know! That was ter- Sam, come on. They just finished telling you how lean he was. Bill's been treated like a king by the wolves, so now it's time to put him in his place, I guess. (laughs) So rude. They're leaving for the Shire, and Frodo says, I wonder what old Barleyman was hinting at. And it's like, well, you could have stuck around to ask him, Frodo. He was there. He was like, maybe I should have told you more about what's happened in the Shire. And they were like, okay, well... Too late now. Goodbye. It's like you could have stayed for another like 10 minutes. Um, And Mary, the only thing he has retained is that clearly something happened to South Farthing because, you know, there was a general shortage of pipe weed. And Pippin's ready to uh, blame the Sackville Bagginses again. Yep. Which is not a surprise. Gandalf, mm, I don't want to say he defends them, but he's like, yeah, they're in it, but they're not all the way down at the bottom. It's not entirely their fault. Uh, And then Gandalf (laughs) is like, I'm with you now, but I'm not going to stick with you for much longer. It's time for me to go out of nowhere. Uh, To be fair, before that, Gandalf says, you have forgotten Saruman. He began to take an interest in the Shire before Mordor did. And then Gandalf says, actually, this is your problem, not mine. So rude. Bye, bitches. (laughs) He's like, Saruman might be there. It's going to be bad for you. Goodbye. Uh, My my time is over. It is no longer my task to set things right, nor to help folk to do so. What the (laughs) hell? What? I really love the part where he's like, you must settle its affairs yourselves. This is what you have been trained for. I was like, excuse you? They just, they just took the ring the whole way. This is what they've been trained for? Not defeating the evil overlord, but this? So yeah, we've got a lot of optimism leading the way into the Shire now um, that Gandalf has left. Oh, he does turn, he does say he's going to go have a word with Bombadil. He does. This is why um, I was like, Tom Bombadil is the best. Clearly. Terrible things are about to happen. Mm. Um, They talk about how when they get home, they're not going to have any more problems because they're well known in the Shire and things are going to be easy going. And, you know, there are no gates between here and the Shire. And Gandalf's like, well, there didn't used to be gates. Ha ha ha. You might have a few now. Okay, bye. Yep. He's He's really just like doom and gloom. This is going to be difficult for you, but I'm leaving. There's a really funny post on, I'm not sure, probably Tumblr, if I'm being honest with you, but they talk about if Lord of the Rings was a game of Dungeons and Dragons, Gandalf is that character who refuses to share anything with the rest of his party, right? It's like Gandalf gets a whole monologue worth of information and the the DM is like, do you want to share this with the rest of your group? And he's like, no, they don't get to know. And then everybody walks into Moria and... Terrible things happen. Here, everybody's going to walk into the Shire and, well, the title of the Terrible next things. chapter is going to give it away. Terrible things have happened. But um, here we are at the end of this chapter. I'm not sure what I have left off, but the last line here is really one of my favorite lines. 
Well, before the last line, Gandalf does say a proper goodbye, but he does say, not for the last time, not yet. In which case, why don't you go with them and help, Gandalf? But then, yes, the last, uh, the last little paragraph here is very, very good. Well, here we are, just the four of us that started out together, said Mary. We have left all the rest behind, one after another. It seems almost like a dream that has slowly faded. Not to me, said Frodo. To me, it feels more like falling asleep again. Like, what a poetic last line for this chapter. Mm. And also, how incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. So Mary forgot about Fetty. I was, I was just thinking, I was like, wait, didn't they have that friend they left behind in the Shire? <laughs> Except also it's wrong. Uh, I forgot about the friend they left behind in the Shire. Hope he's... Yeah, well, so, so does everyone. Poor fatty vulture. Hang on, are we going to figure out if he's alive? Probably. Maybe. I'm sure it's addressed in the next chapter. I don't remember. I was going to say, are we sure? Because they forgot him here. Okay, well, I'm excited for the next chapter. I have no memory of any of this whatsoever. So I think I repressed it because it's going to be traumatic. Yeah, the next one's going to be a doozy. Uh, anything else to say about this chapter, though? I don't think so. Not for me, anyway. That is a really good last line. That's like a great way to end a chapter. It would <laughs> See, I really like the the story of the scouring the scoring the sc- whatever of the sh- shire but i hate that they have to come back and deal with that cuz frodo's all to me it feels more like falling asleep except guess what you got to deal with a whole bunch of shit now well he's going to find that out soon this yeah, is about to be a it nightmare just, it just sucks mm-hmm. which i guess is the point but yeah yeah again it's a it's a war metaphor yeah if we're going to get ready for trauma <laughs> Alrighty, but before that, we will wrap this up. Um, first of all, we have two new patrons that we wanted to thank. Woot woot. So thank you very much to Matthew and John. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to everybody else who supports us. We highly appreciate your support through everything. And just thank you for showing that you like us so much. Giving us this um, chance to laugh at- so hard. <laughs> who knows what was so funny about this chapter. And if you too want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. If you wish to support the show in a non-monetary manner, you can do so by rating and reviewing us on your podcast listening platform of choice. If you want to tweet at us, you can at to read Tolkien. If you want to email us, you can do so at want to read Tolkien at gmail.com. I believe that is everything. Please, we will be back next time with Return of the King, book six, chapter eight, The Scouring of the Shire, The Scoring of the Shire. I've never known, actually. I don't think I've ever heard it said out loud. I've always said it scouring, but you know me and words. The scouring. The Celeborn (laughs) of the Shire. (laughs) Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emmy. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.